um, was also part of that ad hoc committee on the SABC board inquiry. A very good afternoon to you and thank you so much for speaking to us. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Let's talk about the process thus far. What has been your impression? Um, I think over the last uh, seven days or so, um, we've heard uh, testimonies from witnesses who have described deep set rot and com- a complete collapse of good governance of the public broadcaster, which left uh, many of us very angry and disappointed um, at, at what has happened at our public broadcaster. Mm. And I know some of this has not been news to uh, the political parties because these are issues that have been raised in the Communications Committee. Uh, So why do you think it has only been fully fleshed out now as in the exact details of what's been happening at the SABC and indeed concerted effort to deal with it? I mean, I think we always knew it was bad, but we didn't realize it was this bad. And that is why I uh, called for an inquiry in August after the election, after all the incidents that happened during the election with the SABCA, the censorship and so forth. So I thought it was important to have an inquiry. We would have such a process where witnesses would come forward and give us full details of what's happening. Um, I believe that in order to begin fixing the SABC, we needed a full appraisal of what is actually going on. And I think uh, what uh, we found out in the last couple of days is really quite shocking um, and definitely needs immediate attention. But some of it has been uh, things that you yourself have thought about, and I refer to you specifically questions that you were posing to the communications minister. You spoke about um, um, what you thought was definitely not a wild coincidence, the uh, so-called SABC blackout of uh, visuals of uh, protest uh, action, the fact that it happened in what you called was the minister's constituency, uh, and the issue of uh, the house that you said were there were allegations around uh, impropriety. So you have been thinking about these things. Yes, I absolutely have been. And I think for the Democratic Alliance, I mean, we don't have a majority in Parliament and certainly not in committees. I mean, uh, people uh, from the DA who served on the Communications Committee before me have been speaking out about these issues. But because the ANC is a majority, um, nothing, Parliament is really not active at all on the issues facing the SABC. I mean, I think the point that I raised yesterday about the fact that Mutami herself actually served on the committee that appointed the current board speaks to how uh, the ANC itself actually has been a little bit implicit in what happened at the SABC. They took forever to agree to act on the SABC. And, I mean, it's better late than that, never, but I mean, a lot of the decline could have arrested earlier, could have been arrested earlier if the ANC had acted. What exactly did you mean by asking the minister about her home or house and how it was acquired? What, what evidence do you have that uh, would point to impropriety? I mean, I think after the SABC inquiry started, um, a lot of people within the within the SABC who have kept quiet um, for fear of reprisal uh, thought we could come, now come forward with information. I was contacted by a whistleblower uh, who said that uh, Cloud Mutuning goes around the SABC saying, I'm not afraid of Faith Mutambi. I built her house. She can't touch me. So I had to verify that information. Um, and, I, and I thought that was a correct platform to do so because she was under 
Osage had obligation to give uh, an, an answer. The minister accused you as uh, the DA of grandstanding, amongst which she pointed her to what she said. Was your lack of support for uh, the black members of the SABC8? How do you respond to that charge? It's absolutely rubbish. Uh, when we gave her that memorandum, it was before the other four that were suspended. You'll recall that the first suspended and uh, four SABC journalists and then the other four um, were then suspended afterwards. So we protested because we could see that there was a, a decline and there was big labor relations issues at the SABC. And we handed her the memorandum and said, listen, there's this big issue, can we sort it out? So it's really nothing but an attempt to pull out the race card to kind of divert attention from what is going on. Um, and it's really, I don't think it requires any focus. The big issues that are facing the SABC that are revealed at the committees, what we need to be focusing on, and not Mutambi's um, attempts to divert attention from the real issues. Final question to you, which we are asking our listeners, and I'm asking you to respond not as a member of the DA per se in terms of your party mm. affiliation, but as a member of parliament, your oversight mm. duties. What are your expectations when the uh, inquiry resumes? next year? Look, I mean, I think this is the very first time in democratic South Africa that a committee has used its powers and flexed its muscles. Um, There's the Powers and Privileges Act, which gives parliamentarians uh, a lot of power that we've never used. So I think it bodes very, very well for Parliament that uh, we have taken such strong action against a member of the, of the executive. I really hope it's not a once-off. I hope it's going to speak to other committees. Um, and I really hope that uh, at least for, if nothing else, it's a cautionary tale for other SOEs. Uh, you will be caught. Um, what you're doing will be exposed. Thank you so much for speaking to us. Pumzile Van Dam is the Democratic Alliance's Shadow Minister of Communications and uh, she was also part of the Ad Hoc Committee on the SABC Board of Inquiry. As you know, that has adjourned until next month, so January. I'm not exactly sure of the exact date, 7th or 10th. I, I seem to recall that the um, committee...